Good afternoon, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce members-only radio show, Hispanic Chamber Connection, a program that features members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber. So if you're a member of this organization and you would like to be on the air, let me know. Let someone know that's in leadership and we're happy to schedule you. We're happy to put you on the air and talk about your business. Uh, that's what we do. We basically feature our members and we talk about what's happening in their business and what things they, they are offering the public. And today we have a very, a very, um, I would say a very instrumental, a very important uh, service that the gentleman provides that most people are not familiar with. Some of them are afraid, but we're going to talk about that today to be sure that you dispel any kind of myths that are out there. Because if you could do something for your CEO or your CFO, that would be to help them find money in the organization without spending money or help them save money. It's all about money because when you're CEO of any organization, that is the biggest concern always. Is how do you make the bottom line? How do you make sure you pay the employees? How do you make sure you pay the bills? So today we have Tom Brody. Tom Brody is with Stride Solutions. He's a senior account executive. And he's a guy that's um, also in leadership. He's one of the members of our advisory board. He's our vice president of membership. So today we want to talk a lot to Tom about what he has to offer and about how the whole thing works with Stride Solutions. So we're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk a little bit about some things happening in the chamber. But I'd like to go ahead and give Tom uh, our biggest welcome and uh, let him go ahead and get started. Tom, just tell us a little bit about what is Stride Solutions. Today you brought all kinds of cliff notes and stuff. Perfect, because I'd like, I want to hear you and what you have to say. So again, welcome, Tom. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Carlos. Um, yeah, Stride Solutions, what they do is, is they take advantage of a lot of things that are kind of known in the industry as specialized tax incentives. And these are things business owners, CPAs, are not telling them about because they not, are, are not up on them. Um, today we're going to talk about cost segregation and the research development tax credit. And so these are for really for you know, manufacturers or if someone who owns their commercial property can take advantage of some of these things. And it, it, these, are, these are specialized tax incentives. The CPAs are not up on all of the, the resources and, and the, the specialized documentation that you need just because that's not their main job. And so they're not telling them about it. So that's why it's one of those, those, those hidden tax credits that nobody's heard about. So, for example, then if, if I approach my CPA and I say, look, there's this thing uh, that Tom Brody has to offer, um, it's, is it likely that the CPA would say, well, I've never heard of it then? Very likely. I mean, or they may say, well, you don't qualify because they, they don't understand it. Okay. Um, because they say, well, you, you don't qualify. But I, and that's just not true. I mean, most everybody will qualify. I mean, it's one of those things that they just, they don't have the time and resources to devote to it. So sure. it's not one of their main, you know, strengths. And so they just, okay. they, they bypass it. So what is the central benefit, Tom? I mean, if I'm the CEO, I hear, I'm listening to you right now. Mm-hmm. Why should, you know, what would be my big why in all this? Why would I want to call you right now? Well, these big tax credits are just to, to do the one thing. It's reduce your taxable income, which then reduces the amount of taxes that you pay. Okay. Um, and like I tell people, there's no such thing as too small of a tax credit. Oh, that's right. You know, mm-hmm. the, the less money you send to Washington, the better. That means that's, mm-hmm. that's money you're keeping in your pocket and you can use to grow your company. Sure, sure. So even even uh, with the people that, that, that would talk to you, mainly the CEO, maybe the CFO as well. Right, absolutely. The, yeah. Business owner. You know, we like to call ourselves CEOs even if we don't have one or two people working with us. Well, right. You've got multiple hats that you're doing, and so mm-hmm. that's the one thing. You, you may be too busy to think about this, but no one else is going to tell you about it because, you know, if, you're, if you don't know about it already, that means your CPA is not telling you about it. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's I strongly urge people just to, to talk to us because, like you said, there is no cost. If, if we can't find a company's savings, there's no fee. So any of our initial analysis, if we do that and we, can't, and we determine that we can't save the money, then we walk away and, and wish them wish them success. But if we can save them money, mm-hmm. then our fees are a percentage of what we save them. So sure. one of those things, it's you know they're getting a, t- a good tax credit and and it's really no no risk. Okay, all right. So so how does it work then? I mean, what do, what maybe not the steps, but how, how does the process work once you're in there? Um, do you do you audit the company in one way or another, or do you what, what do you? Do? It's very simple. I mean, we have an, an application actually on a tablet or a phone or whatever, and we ask. There's about 13 questions that we ask, and what that does is it sets up a company profile that then our application looks at other clients that we've worked with, and so if you meet the the profile of another company, and we said, okay, we saved this company with a similar profile X amount of dollars, 
we can do that for the company I'm sitting down with. So in 20 minutes, I can find out if there's if there's savings, you know, for a company, and then we could take the next step and, and pursue it further. But just the first blush is usually a good indication in that app what we can save them. And we're not asking for, you know, to open up their books and, and look at their accounts payable. This is very high-level information. Okay, so you really don't need the details no. that most of us don't like to disclose, not even No, not, absolutely not. No, it's, this is very, I mean, for the for cost segregation, we don't know how much you paid on your property. Okay. And so that is any kind of renovations that you put into it. So that's enough to give us a big bucket kind of estimate. And then, of course, the next step, we'd look at your depreciation schedules and, and get into the details. But early on, we just want to say, is this even <coughs> worth pursuing? You know, can we do something for you? So what are some of those things that, for example, we have a guy who just joined who, who's an air conditioning guy. Mm-hmm. And he hires guys, you know, he hires people, uh, whether it's part-time or he hires them on 1099, whatever. Right. What would he, how would, what are some of the questions he would be asked to realize if he qualifies or not? Well, if, if he actually owned his, his, the building that they work out of, okay. uh, want to know how much he paid for the property and if he did any renovations because that's the total kind of investment that he's put in the property that we can then look at getting him some of that money back. And it's all about in, in the depreciation. So the cost segregation just accelerates the depreciation. Uh, we could talk about that a little bit in detail, but I mean, that's what, what it is. And if he's hiring a bunch of W-2 employees, you know, we can look at the work opportunity tax credit, which is something we've talked about in the past. And, and, and that's where, you know, one in five people will qualify for something. I mean, there's there's that many incentives out there to get people to work. So, I mean, and then if, if there's a, if they're a manufacturer, now, case of an AC guy wouldn't be the case, but if it's a manufacturer, there's a, a research and development tax credit that people need to look at. And a lot of people say, well, we don't do research and development. The government's definition of R&D is so wide. If you have someone who's, you know, working on cutting your, your raw material more effectively, that's R&D, okay. according to the IRS. And so what you do is you, you quantify the amount of, of payroll spent doing those activities, and then that's a tax credit. Wow. So, so it's, not, it's not that strict in terms of, of definitions. No. In fact, the, the biggest problem is people think, well, I'm, I, you know, in fact, I had a, um, a client I talked to, and they were doing a lot of what was called research and development, and they had PhDs on staff doing all this. And so their CFO got the information from the PhD. Well, the PhDs are looking at this stuff. Well, this is not research. Of course. But the IRS says it is. Mm. So they're, they were missing out on a lot of the things that they could have been getting a tax credit on. And, and then, you know, the CFO says, well, I'm, fine. I'm following the IRS regulations as written in their instructions. Wow. And there's a lot of leeway that, that we know because we've been doing this for a long time that, you know, the IRS is not the greatest at, at giving you instructions. Mm-hmm. So you have to know from experience how to apply some of those, those regulations. And then sure. we can actually find a lot more money than people realize, even when they, if they've been doing it for a while. Wow. And leave it to the PhDs to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Right? Well, I mean, they were, they were trying to be think about uh, true research activities. But within the IRS code, they're looking at more, it's more manufacturing type activities. And so they were just misidentifying a lot of things that they, they could have been taking a credit on. I see. So, all right. So, so you've talked about some other, some other um, tax incentives in the past. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between you talked about before and this? Because it sounds like you want to talk to the CEO one way or another, right? I mean, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, and the guy has to own the, the building he's in. To, to qualify for some of these incentives? Most of them. Like cost segregation, actually, <laughs> interesting because the, 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 the new tax law that went into effect actually in 2019 um, has redefined some things for leasehold improvements. So even if you don't own the property, if you've invested significant money in the build-out, like in the in decor and things, sure, yeah. that can qualify. So especially for, for doctor's offices or any kind of medical office, you know, they're, they're putting in, Specialized electricity, specialized mm-hmm. plumbing, all these you know special cabinets, all that information, all that those type things used to be called, you know, which is part of the building. Well, yeah. you can actually break that out as personal property. Mm. Um, and a lot of people, when they're doing this cost segregation, especially CPAs, they'll they'll look at equipment, furniture, and then floor coverings. Okay, because that's easily to that's easy to identify. But there's so much more, and we found that thirty percent of the building's value or that investment goes unclaimed when it could be. So they're missing out on things just because they don't know how to segregate it. And that's why we have, you know, construction engineers come in and help identify those things that are personal property that could be qualified as personal property where people were just lumping them into the building costs. Wow. Okay. 
And, and that's once once you've had that initial that initial contact with people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, we go through 13 questions, and it goes over everything from, you know, if they're hiring W-2 employees, how many do they hire a year, and then the research and development and the cost segregation. There's some other things that we can help them with, just expense reductions that they don't know about. With cost segregation, Tom, can you give us an example of someone you worked with earlier or before in the oh, past? Absolutely. Um, we worked with, actually, it was, a, it was an auto repair shop, and they had two locations. And of course, they, they built the buildings. I mean, this was not something they moved in. They built the buildings. And so there was a, just a lot of investments they put into the building itself that we reclassified as personal property. Um, and, the, you know, the, the actual reduction in income was, you know, six figures. So it was significant. And so it was one of those things he it was interesting because when I started talking to him about it, he didn't believe in the whole cost segregation. Right. But yet he talked to a, a friend of his who was a big-time real estate investor and developer. Okay. And he asked him about cost segregation. And his friend said, oh, yes, we do this all the time. Because, you know, he, he was actually buying buildings. I mean, like office buildings and things. Mm -hmm. And when he owned that building, the cost of the build-out, he would divide that up into personal property and take those kind of write-offs. And so once the, the auto shop owner heard that, then he came back to me and said, yes, let's do this. Wow. But it, it, it took him hearing it from someone else that he trusted. And I understand that. Um, and that's why a lot of times when they go to the CPAs, they're not going to tell you because the CPAs aren't really up on, on all the, the ways that this can help a business owner. And why is that? They, well, because they don't necessarily do that kind of work, right? I mean, they, they do, but they don't. Well, the, the, the issue is that, you know, within the CPA's definition of their activities, they're not there to reduce your tax base. Right. They're just make sure that you don't file anything incorrectly or that you file things on time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not their job. Stay out of trouble. That's right. It's not their job to help you reduce your tax base. I see. We're here with Tom Brody. Tom Brody is with Stride Solutions, and we're talking about tax segregation. Cost segregation. Cost segregation. I knew I had one of the two words wrong. Anyway, uh, if, you, if you know a CEO, if you know someone who owns a building, guys, get them on the, on the radio now so that they can listen to this. I think it's really important. We'll be right back. Talk more uh, about all this with Tom. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by Yamel Insurance Agency, located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, 
to Woodlands, Texas. The Amel Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, the Amel Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the Amel Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com hcc. The Amel Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.amelagency.com. The Amel Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program, and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. We're back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. Carlos Sanchez with the Hispanic Chamber Connection radio show program that features members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So if you're a member, one of the 530 lucky people out there, give us a call. Give us a call. We'd love to put you on the air and talk about your business. Important things, of course. We're talking today to Tom Brody. Tom Brody's with Stride Solutions. They can help you save money. They can help you find money. And they can help you be a hero to your stakeholders in your company. Uh, there's certain qualifications. Of course, Tom's been talking about those. And today, he's also going to share with us a little bit about the research and development tax credit that's out there. People don't know. We have to start with definitions. For example, you're going to say something about manufacturers, Tom. Yes. If, if you manufacture a product and it's anything. Um, Go with this, anything. What do you mean by anything? If you're manufacturing a product, it could be tortilla chips. It could be a brewery. It could be a winery. It, you know, it could be paper clips. If you're making something, then the activities that your employees are doing to make that is considered by the IRS research and development, right? Um, it could be, you know, prototyping or modeling, testing, doing quality, quality insurance, quality assurance. Even if you're, if you've bought a new piece of equipment and you're having to change the processes to integrate that new piece of equipment, those activities identified as research and development. Wow, that would be the train. That's, that's yeah, I hear that too. Over right here in downtown exactly. Conroe. And, and this is part of the whole, uh, the whole experience of the radio show. So, okay. So, uh, we, have a, we have a friend who's a member of our chamber who, who uh, creates signs. Right? So, they make mm -hmm. signs. Mm -hmm. Does that make her a manufacturer? Yeah. Look at that. I mean, because that's one of those things that they're actually making products. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's not, even if it's not totally made in in their place, but maybe they're they're fabricating things from different pieces. Sure, there's qualifications for that as well. So if you're making products, you need to look at this. Wow. So okay. So talk about the research and development tax credit then. What's that about? Well, and this is what we're talking about. You know, the IRS labels it like they do, make it a little bit difficult to understand. But the research and development tax credit is just a way to to actually get some of your payroll back um, as a tax credit. So in, in our clients, the average R&D tax credit can be from anywhere from twenty dollars to $40,000 per year for every million dollars in annual payroll, right? So you can get a company of, you know, pretty decent size and they can hit a million dollars in payroll without even really trying very hard. Right. Um, so that, you know, it's significant. And, and the best thing about the R&D tax credit, if a company hasn't been doing it and they start doing that for the first time, the IRS will allow you to go back the three previous years to, re to see if you've been doing those same activities for the previous years. Mm. If you have and you haven't been claiming it, that's essentially an overpayment. So the IRS will cut you a check. They'll make an adjustment. They, no, not what? an adjustment. They will cut you a check for the overpayment. What? And they'll give you a second check for the interest that you lost on that money. So Uncle Sam will actually they'll compensate you for not having done this you could have correct so even even okay so it makes no sense then if you have a company a manufacturing company and you're building something you're doing something it doesn't make sense to even talk to you because at the very minimum what they should do at least is open the door and say okay tell us what what what's on you know is it possible what can we do here absolutely yeah and especially if you know, a lot of people don't realize if you're a startup in, in some of these categories you know there's startup credits involved in the R&D tax credit so it's one of those things you need to have a conversation with me just to find out what's available. Mm -hmm. And we can definitely, you know, steer you in that right direction. And like I said, it's one of these things, the R&D tax credit sounds so exotic. Sure. And people think, well, I don't have a research development department. And, that, and a lot of CPAs think that it's a research and development. You have to have, you know, white lab coats and, and guys in clean rooms. No. I mean, if you've got people making stuff, 
you can probably qualify for some of those. If you're making nachos and chips and stuff like that, absolutely, you, probably, you could. You know, or what about bread? Absolutely, of any of kind of any kind of food product, any kind of product. I mean, even construction companies, and their construction companies qualify because while they're not making a product per se, they may have to have changed their process mm -hmm. to accommodate some kind of, you know, if they're building a building or doing a project somewhere. And maybe there's some environmental reason they have to change a process that they normally do a certain way. Right. They can qualify for it. I mean, th those rules are a little bit stricter, but it's one of those things that people don't even think about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they need to have, have a conversation with us. And so, so basically, Tom, where, where, I mean, I know that, that a lot of our members have talked to you about, about the different tax credits mm -hmm. and different things. Mm -hmm. Where are you right now located in that? Where, uh, where are you going to, to talk to? Well, actually, what I've been doing is I'm going to concentrate more actually in the Conroe area because there are so many smaller manufacturers in Conroe. Conroe's amazing. I, and, and the growth up here is just just unbelievable. And I just really think that they've a lot of these companies have started out small, and now they've gotten a lot bigger, and they probably haven't looked at some of these things that they can be taken advantage of. And so that's where I'm going to be concentrating is trying to get in um, into the air, into the Conroe area and talk to these manufacturers and say, Let, let's talk because... I know that they're missing it. I mean, I sure. just, it's just unbelievable. And the other thing, this is recurring. So like, when you talk about the R&D tax credit, it's not a one and done. If you're continuing to make products, you can continue to take this credit really? going on into the future. Yeah. So you go back three years, and then going forward, you, you do this every year. Of course, you have to do a new study every year because you have to document it. But that's one of those things that's available. And, well, especially you I mean, if you're going to save money every year, why not do it? I mean, it's yeah, foolish. Absolutely. And you guys come in and do most of that work, right? Oh, we're going to do all of the work. I mean, what we'll do is we actually, at the end of it, we, we create what's called an audit defense document. So if there's any questions about how anything was done, we've got it all documented because that's what the IRS wants to see. Audit defense. Audit defense yeah, document. That's what we all need. Yeah. And we, that sounds bad, audit defense document, but the reality is we've never had any of our tax credits challenged by the IRS. So we've never had any of these things audited. Well, they probably get it, too. I mean, they, they Well, they, they, they see the big packet, and they know that we've been doing this for a long time, and they say, okay, there's the audit defense lot, fine. And so they just, you know, do the high-level checks and then go on the way and don't sure. challenge it. It's interesting because we've been talking to some IRS folks recently, and it turns out they're really nice people. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And they it's get just, a bad rap. Well, it's a scary word, I guess, or the whole thing makes your heart skip a beat. Right. But it's not that bad. You know, they, they, they're actually very helpful. Well, and you have to remember, all these things that I'm talking about are in the IRS code. Mm. So they put them in the code to help businesses. And it's just unfortunate that businesses aren't taking advantage of them. Sure. Well, there's something else. Uh, if, if there's any leadership of any kind that brings in speakers that like to hear more about this and everything Tom's talking about today, reach out to Tom. I, I think that uh, your members would benefit from hearing what these benefits are. Tom can be reached at 713 906 I'm looking at you, Tom, because I'm not wearing my glasses. 3710. 3710. I was just about to say 3770. Yes, it is. 713-906-3710. And talk to Tom Brody. Bring him in. Have him come in and talk to your people. And uh, he might make a big difference for at least one or two of them. And that's what it takes. That's what matters. Because this is how this spreads. It, it is pretty amazing. It, it, it's almost like, like back when nobody believed, I guess, that, that I don't know, that you could that smoking was bad for you. you know, so nobody believed it. Nobody wanted to hear it. Right. But once they started seeing proof of it, now it's you know the, the, it, it's it's changed. The whole thing has changed. And right now it's possible that people just don't understand this. They don't believe it. Right. And and that's one of the things. One of my last because I do some videos on on my YouTube channel, and that was one of the last videos I created was going through just the business literature and coming up with all these articles from Forbes, from the Wall Street Journal, from Bankrate.com. All these articles are out there and saying, you should do this, business owner. This is something that's going to save you money. Um, and, of course, not everyone's reading all these journals and you sure. know, things well, in the Journal of Accountancy. They're even saying, yeah, this is okay to do. You know, you, you should look at doing it. No, this. they say they do, but it's impossible. It's almost impossible. Well, well, right. I mean, and so and the, other, the other thing to realize is that other business owners aren't going to talk up the fact that they're saving money on taxes. Right. That, that's just not one of the things that you publicize. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, you don't hear these things by word of mouth. Right. Um, you know, unless it's, it's a really good friend, it's, a, you know, another business owner is going to, is going to help you out. But a lot of times between competing businesses, they're not going to give a, you know, a competitive edge. Sure. Sure. So, so how do you get a bigger platform? Um, 
once again, I'm challenging our listeners. If you have, uh, if you if you're around people, or if you are one yourself, who can talk to speakers, who need a keynote speaker, who need some a business person who can come in and talk to your members about something unusual but highly highly beneficial, then this is this is the platform that Tom needs to continue to share this information. It's good news, and there are very few people doing this. I, I don't think in the past three years, I, I've only run into one lady who does something similar. She was in Houston. Well, and, and there, yeah, there are companies that do some of it. Like, there'll be, there'll be companies that just concentrate on the cost segregation part, um, and they're, they're dealing with, you know, the, the big building owners and, the, and the real estate investors. And then there's people that do Watsi, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's people that do maybe the R&D tax credit. We do it all. Um, and that's one of the things that's kind of unusual is that we do all these things and we haven't really just specialized in one area. Sure, sure. So you're pretty, I mean, you're very broad. Uh, are you all over the U.S.? Yeah, Stride actually is headquartered in Michigan. Um, and they got their start from the auto industry trying to help all the, the auto, the, the auto-related companies in the, in the Michigan and Detroit area when, when the, the auto industry took a nose turn down in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And they were so successful at it and kind of streamlined all their processes. They said, we can do this for anyone. Sure. Um, and so that's how it got its start. And it's just kind of spread nationwide. So let me ask you this. Why Hispanic Chamber then? Why are you in this, in this organization? Well, I'm, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, yeah. I'm, because I, I figured, you know, there's a lot of smaller companies that have kind of grown. Um, and like I was talking about the manufacturers in Conroe, I thought this would be a good way to get the, the word out. Um, and actually also a personal, you know, ability to, to grow personally and professionally from the chamber and some of the things that you've done. And, you know, like I said, I never had a YouTube channel before joining the chamber and you challenged us to do that. And so I, you know, I started doing it and it was easy and, and effective. And, and I'm using some of the YouTube, you know, I create YouTube video links in some of the emails I send out sure. to people. And so rather than having someone read a three page document, I ask them to watch a two minute video. Right. And, covers the same amount of information and it's a little bit more engaging to someone and, and they get to see me and, and and it really works. I mean, this is what you told us all the time and it, it's, it, it was easy and it worked. Very good. So, so there's other benefits as well. I mean, you know, belonging to an organization like this does give you exposure and it does help you with, like you said, just, just professional personal development things. Right. You know? Absolutely. So you've got more information in front of you, Tom. Yeah. Well, one of the things we talked about earlier was cost segregation um, and, with, with the, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act um, that President Trump enacted, one of the things that they did is they changed the way leasehold improvements uh, were identified. So before, there used to be three different categories, and it was very difficult into, you know, especially if someone's renting, say you're, you're renting a space in, in, a, in a strip mall or something, mm-hmm. and, you, and you had to spend some money to build out your space. Well, some of that just kind of was wasted money because you didn't, you know, you didn't own the property. Well, now they've changed it. And simplified the definition so that any improvements to the interior of a building, whether or not you own the building, can be, you know, have this cost segregation. That's applied. actually pretty major. Absolutely. Okay. For all the restaurants and all kinds of, you know, built out buildings. Doctors, doctors offices, mm-hmm. all those things that they don't own the property. This is a way to get some of that money back. Now, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to be as big of a, a credit as if you own the property, but it's something. Oh, well, anything is something, yeah, abs- you know. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <Of course laughs> we looked sure. at it. You know, if you can get twenty thousand dollars of a tax credit for the money you invested in building out your business, that's huge. Yeah. Well, and now, does it go to to the the, the tenant, the person renting? No, no, it goes to you. You're, if you're the business owner, right, and you spent you spent the money to build out your your place of business, that comes back to you. I'm trying to figure out who is the one actually spending the money. Is it both? Like, is it the doctor and the the owner? If well, it, it depends on, and, I, and I've talked to some some retail establishments where they moved into a space and the owner of the building or the landlord did the build-out. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. they, they got together. Well, you better believe that that, uh, that building owner is taking the tax credit for cost segregation. Right. That's why can, they can afford to front the money to help the business owner build out. You can seem very generous. I'm here with Tom Brody. Tom Brody's with Stride Solutions. We're talking about cost segregation. When we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about similar topics. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. 
contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by Yamel Insurance Agency, located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, The Woodlands, Texas. Yamel Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, Yamel Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the Mail Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com hcc. The Mail Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.mlagency.com. The Mail Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program, and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being with us. I'm Dr. Carlos Sanchez. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection radio show program that features members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, where obviously you don't have to be Hispanic to join. You just have to be positive and have to be ready to learn and ready to interact with a diverse and a very, very positive group of people. We're here with Tom Brody today. Tom Brody is with Stride Solutions, talking about tax segregation and how to save money, find money in your business. Before we continue, Tom, I'd like to talk just a little bit about something going on in the chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things that we have this week, actually. We have ribbon cutting tomorrow. Right. You, you know about it? Oh, yes, I'm actually going. 9.30 a.m.? Oh, I was going to the one in the afternoon. The 5.30. Well, the 5.30 is the one that's now 9.30. Yes, Carlos didn't change it. They did. Oh, okay. I never do ribbon cuttings at 9.30 a.m. Because they don't, like, you just, their reaction tells oh, me I was, everything. I was, the, the one, I was doing the, the Thursday one. Thursday is 5.30. That is 5.30. Okay, good. All right, so okay. we have one tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. Okay. That's, that's down in Houston. And then we have another one at uh, 5.30 p.m. on Thursday. And that's also in the near Houston area. Right. And on Friday, we have uh, orientation for new members in the Woodlands-Conroe area. Right. So, so right now, we have a few people coming to that. And, of course, on Friday, we also have uh, lunch in Spanish. Mm-hmm. We're looking at that. It's, it's always interesting to have meetings in Spanish because it's such a different dynamic than it is in English right. in terms of what people expect and how they behave and just the whole thing. So we're, we're um, obviously, we're a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, but it doesn't mean we're a bilingual chamber necessarily. Okay. You know, like other chambers of commerce, they do what they can to accommodate other members, but if the membership finds more value in doing business only in English, then that's what we are. Okay. You know? yeah. so, so right now we're, talk, we're talking about, we'll be there. We'll be there this, this, uh, this Friday for sure. But we're talking about how to make it more dynamic, more open, and bigger 
Um, we usually get about 30, 40 members. Okay. And it's going to be at Spring Creek Barbecue mm -hmm. Friday at 1130. So if anybody's listening, they're interested, especially right now, I know that the ML Agency is listening. So shout out to the ML Agency who uh, are sponsors of this show. And I know, Tom, you had something that you wanted to say to, to Sabrina Amel, who's listening right now, who, who didn't text anything. I guess they didn't have any questions. Well, I just want to thank them. Actually, um, they're one of my clients, um, and they're using the, the work opportunity tax credit. Um, they hired a person and qualified uh, for a tax credit, and it's one of those things that, you know, I was talking to her about this and said, when she mentioned that she was going to be hiring someone a while back, and I said, you need to look at this. And she said, oh, it's, it's an office staff person, you know, administrative person. That's not going to qualify. And I said, just screen her. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, she did. So that's one of those things that, People just have never heard of it. They don't believe in it, but it's really true. I mean, the government's out there trying to help businesses offer jobs to people, um, but you just have to know how to take advantage and, sure. and, and use these credits. I mean, the, the government's put them out there for a reason mm -hmm. because they want businesses to succeed. Right. So you just have to seek those things out and pursue them. And, and actually take the next step. You know, yeah. just, it, it's, it's really weird to hear people uh, that skeptical, but I, I guess that's just how it is. And... Um, so, um, yes, you're saying uh, you're welcome, Tom. Oh, thank you, bro. So, Sabrina, <laughs> thank you for, for listening and thank you for responding and actually texting and saying, hey, you know, I'm listening to you guys, so um, behave or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, also, Tom, it, during, during the time that you've been a member of the chamber, uh, we've always looked for ways to, to, to put you on, on some sort of platform like you are right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think one of the biggest issues that some of the members have come up with for themselves is the definition of what they do, right. you know, and the clarity with which they say, look, this is what I can do for your business. Mm -hmm. I know you've been working on that using all kinds of different books and techniques and tools and stuff. So how have you found that evolution at the beginning and, and how you're doing it now in terms of how are you talking about what you're doing? Well, it's one of those things like, like Stride offers a, a large kind of menu of, of activities and ways we can save people money. But what I've done is I've concentrated on the three biggest mm -hmm. because I think those are the ones that could get someone's attention. Um, and then, you know, when I get in the door, we'll talk about the other things because oh. they've, they've expressed interest. Um, and, you know, you talk about so many things and it's just, it's, you know, I was in retail for a while and if you showed someone, you know, a product in four or five different colors, you know, they can't make a decision because, oh, right. I, don't, I, I don't know. So sometimes it's, it's easier just to, to reduce your offer or reduce the things you talk about so that people get those. Sure. Uh, and once they understand that, then they're more open to learn what else you do. Mm. Um, and that's been, that's been helpful. And just, you know, because I, one of the things I, I it was interesting is that I found there was a, a, a TED Talk YouTube video about, and the subject was how to avoid death by PowerPoint. Okay. Uh, and it was very interesting because he talked about how everywhere this guy goes, He's like a management consultant. No matter what country, no matter what company, everyone's PowerPoints are the same. Right. I they agree. look the same, and they just, they're, they're over, you know, they're overdone. And so he comes up with a lot of different ways and techniques to how to make that more effective. Mm -hmm. um, because he says a lot of people, just, they throw so much text on the, on, the, on the slides that people get bored. And they, they lose sight, and, yeah. they, and they, their mind wanders, and you have to keep it, you know, short and sweet. And, and and that's one of the things that was really interesting is that that was a learning for me mm. because, you know, I, I came from working for Shell for 27 years. And you're right. Everybody's PowerPoints are exactly right. the same. Yeah. And all they do is put all the, all the information on PowerPoint and just read it. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's the worst thing you could do. I mean, mm -hmm. So he was, it was interesting. So um, if, if you go out on YouTube and just search for Death by PowerPoint, mm -hmm. um, you'll find it. it's about a 15-minute video. It's very entertaining. There's a book called Death by PowerPoint. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I, but this was a guy that yeah. actually is, is funny, and he, and he talks about, he has other, I forget the guy's name, Philip something, but he talks about other things about how the brain works. Sure. And how, and it kind of ties in with the whole PowerPoint thing where people don't want to work that hard if they're having to read something, and so their mind wanders because it's mm -hmm. trying to, you know, and then if you, there's other things that they always talk about that, talk about conserving brain calories. Mm -hmm. That's why people don't like to read. Mm -hmm. You know, if you give them a, a big, long document with, without a lot of white space, it looks like it, uh, that's a lot to read, and so they don't. Right. And so the way to get people to read things is to put more white space in it. Mm -hmm. So it's all these things that it really gets back to how your brain works, mm -hmm. um, and you just have to know how people are going to react to things and, and, 
and change your message accordingly. You know, I've been in several several executive meetings over my in my past where the the CEO or or the CEO or somebody in charge would say to all to all the managers and leaders of the, of the company, stop what you're doing with PowerPoint now, mm-hmm. and just just stop it. You know, give me one or two words per PowerPoint. You know, per yeah. slide, more pictures, and we've had to put together training just for that, where people actually protest. Yeah, saying this is not enough. This is not good enough. I, I can't do this. You know, uh, they're not going to understand me. So it really becomes more of a crutch. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. I know I've, I, you know, in my past, in, in my earlier years, I know I used PowerPoint as a crutch. So I would put, you know, stuff. I was training people on sales, and I would put it up on the board, and I didn't know what it was, so I would just read it, right, and act like you know I was supposed to. Yeah, and of course, I know what I was doing. I was boring them to death, <laughs> you know. Uh, right. So, so sometimes that's what because information is flowing so fast, right. you don't have time to learn everything, so you have to put it somewhere, you know. Yeah. So, so it's been that before, but it's extremely ineffective. No question. Yeah. So, so you're not, you, you don't do that. I don't do that. So that's the promise from Tom. Yep. And, and uh, again, we hear from the emergency saying, you've got to give Tom a shot. He is the bomb. So <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but okay. <laughs> if you know some, so who's your ideal, Tom? Give us some ideal clients. Please. Well, the, the biggest one, an ideal client would be a, you know, a small manufacturer um, because they're going to hit the, the, the big three that I always say. You know, they're going to be hiring people. They're going to own their own property, more than likely. And if they're making a, um, their own product, well, that's the big three tax incentives right there. And then there's other things we can help them with as well. But those are the ones that's going to mean the biggest impact to them. Um, and it's one of those things where they're, just, they're not going to get it. I mean, they, if they haven't heard about it before, they're not going to believe it. But, um, you know, in, in the whole, just talking about cost segregation, I've got some actual uh, comments from the Journal of Accountancy. Um, and they said that you know the cost segregation technique is no more aggressive than using any permissible depreciation method under the IRS code. And then the, Amer- the American Society of CPAs, their quote is a taxpayer can substantially increase cash flow by segregating property costs. And so these are things that the CPA should know about because it's organizations that they're a part of right, saying right. that this stuff it works and mm-hmm. that you should be offering this to your clients. Well, you just went really technical there. So I, oh, I, I think know. that uh, it's likely that we blew out a few of our fans. So, guys, <laughs> we're sorry. We'll, we'll be back, uh, and, and you'll be uh, easier to listen to us when we come back tomorrow or next, next week. You can take a break. We're still on the air, by the way. Yeah. I was just saying, if, if you got knocked out, we'll, we'll get you back. It's just um, the people that need to hear this, obviously, are the people uh, that, that run a business. So if you didn't understand all this, don't worry. It's just technical jargon that tells you if you if you manufacture something, if you hire employees, uh, and if you own the building you're in, yeah. these are qualifications that you where you can save a lot of money. I mean, give us some ideas, Tom, of how much money you've been able to save some of these businesses. Well, like I was talking about before the auto um, the auto repair place. You know, didn't have a big investment in their building, but we were saving them. You know, almost two hundred thousand hmm. dollars. Um, between the two buildings, and, you know, an auto repair, you know, it's pretty much a shell, but they had still put money into the, the HVAC, the air conditioning, all those things can be classified as personal property that people think once it's attached to the building, it's part of the building. Sure. Well, the reality is you can take those things away. I mean, mm-hmm. it may be costly, but you can, and that's kind of the, you know, kind of the, the quick and dirty determination. Can you take those things away from the building um, versus, you know, putting something in concrete? Well, that's, that's going to be there. But anything else that can be, if you're attaching it to the building, it can be unattached. So, and how fast is the initial consult, Tom? Like I said, 20, it's going to take longer for them to find the numbers than it would be for me to, to actually input it into the app. So um, if they've got all the, you know, like I said, 13 questions, if they got those answers at their fingertips, about 20 minutes. So you can do it over lunch? Absolutely. Oh, over right. coffee. I mean, it's, it's really quick. Very good. So we're here with Tom Brody. Tom Brody's with Stride Solutions talking about all kinds of different things. So if you're listening and you are a CEO, CFO, or if you know someone who is, please give Tom a call and learn more about his program. It's 713-906-3710. Uh, we'll be right back talk more about all of this with Tom. Stay with us. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. 
with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by Yamel Insurance Agency, located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, The Woodlands, Texas. Yamel Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, the Yamel Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the Yamel Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com hcc. The Yamel Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.mlagency.com. The ML Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program, and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for hanging with us. This is Dr. Carlos Sanchez with the Hispanic Chamber Connection Radio Show, a program that features members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, 530 members strong and growing. We have a special program for you today. We're talking to Tom Brody. Tom Brody is a celebrity with our chamber because he's also our vice president of membership. He's on our advisory board. He's leadership, and he's someone who cares about the business owner. And uh, a big example of it is the services he provides with a lot of passion, with enthusiasm, and uh, just needs to be listened to, needs to be heard, which is, I guess, most of our stories. So if we haven't blown out already anybody that's out there, here it goes. Tom's going to give us an example of cost segregation, Tom? Yes, absolutely. Um, we, we talked kind of about cost segregation, but just to put it in terms that people can understand, um, we'll just use an example. Let's say business owner purchased a hotel in, in 2013 for $3.9 million. Not a big hotel, right? And so he did cost segregation in the year 2018, so five years later. So the cost segregation study identified $1.2 million in depreciation that he should have taken, but in reality, he's only recorded $500,000 hmm. up through those five years, which means there's a $700,000 depreciation amount that he hadn't taken. Well, the cost segregation rules say if you haven't done cost segregation, you can make a catch-up entry. So that 700000 would be multiplied by his tax rate. And again, this is really just high-level math. 700000 times 21% tax rate is $147,000 credit that he can take current year to catch up his depreciation. Now, we're talking about that. We're talking about it's a change in depreciation. So once you make that credit going forward, you're going to be taking a bigger credit every month because you're, you're doing more depreciation. So that's just, without getting into a lot of the details, that's just high-level numbers, this is significant. And, and so even if you don't have a $3 million building, if you put, you know, 250000 or $500,000 in a building, it's worth looking at because, sure. you know, this, this credit is, is, sounds great, but even if you've invested a small amount of money, getting some of that back is important yes. and lets you grow your business or do something else with it rather than giving it to the government. Sure. And Tom, if, for example, there's somebody that came to mind just now as a restaurant owner, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I know he's built out next door, 
He has now a catering company right next door to his, his restaurant. Okay. And he built all that. And he put on all the ovens and all, he went through all the, all the drama of dealing with the cities and you know, getting permission and sure. all kinds of stuff. Okay. Um, without him saying to you, yeah, you need to talk to my CPA, is there something you can give him there directly that he could say, okay, yes, I get it? I mean, is there something like that? Well, absolutely. If he knows, you know, high-level numbers, mm-hmm. um, we mm-hmm. can put that into the app and we can say, hey, your, your potential tax credit could be X dollars. Right. And that's usually going to be enough to get his attention. Go, sure. Yeah. Let, okay. I'm going to get my CPA on the phone and let's mm-hmm. get, make this happen. Um, and a lot, a lot of times a business owner may not know the answers to the questions that the app uses. They to better know. The estimate. Well, you know, how much have they put into the building since they've owned it? They right. may not know that off the top of their head. They may have access to it. Um, but that's the biggest thing is getting those answers. And once they have the answers, we can estimate what the savings could be. And at that point, you know, the business owner should be telling the CPA, yes, I want to pursue that. Right. And what that means is that we're going to actually do the work and give our resulting findings to the CPA because the CPA is going to file it when he files the business owner's taxes. Mm-hmm. But we're not asking the CPA to do any of the work. Uh, you know, we're, right. doing, we're doing the work, and then the CPA just has to file the information. Very good. So, Tom, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what do they do? Um, two ways. You can uh, give me a call on my phone. It's 713 906 3710 or send me an email at tom that's t-o-m at t-o-m b-r-o-d-i-e dot biz or they can go out to my website thefoundmoneyguy.com all right so it's tom at tom brody dot biz and uh, the website is is uh, as you said thefoundmoneyguy.com very good so we're talking to tom brody guys if you're listening this is one of the most important services you can provide to your company uh, and to your business. It will help you in many different ways. So it's important that you give Tom a listen. And thank you again for being on the show today, Tom. No, thank you. I That's appreciate it. It's very important. So this is Dr. Carlos Sanchez saying goodbye with the Hispanic Chamber Connection radio show. We will see you guys again here next week, 2 p.m. Music now. Thanks again for being on the show, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, All Tom. Right. Thank you. 